0: I believe it is well known that there is a rising tide of anti-Christian and certainly anti-Catholic sentiment in our country and in the Western world in general. Last June, Archbishop Cordiglione of San Francisco commented on this and he stated, the US Conference of Catholic Bishops reports that at least 260 incidents, attacks on church property have occurred across 43 states and the District of Columbia since May of 2020. The behavior runs the gamut, from arson to spray painting, beheading and toppling statues, to defacing gravestones with swastikas and anti-Catholic messages. Arrests in these cases, and especially prosecutions, have been extremely rare. Anti-Catholic activity is tolerated. Jokes about Catholicism also tolerated. We just don't hear about it in the mainstream media, all these atrocities. I think perhaps this is a good background to consider when we ponder our gospel teaching today. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. And our Lord Jesus goes on to tell us how much we are loved by our Father. But he accomplishes this in a rather unusual way. Our Lord speaks of the death of sparrows, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. Nothing escapes the intention of God our Father. He knows every detail of everything going on in the world, even the death of sparrows. And our Lord Jesus is telling us, do not be afraid of death, fear instead eternal damnation. It's no wonder that this gospel reading is proper to the saints, Cosmos and Damian. It could be used for any martyr. So why are we afraid? Why are we disturbed about growing anti Catholic sentiment? Are we afraid of dying? Well, there may be lots of reasons people are afraid, but I suspect it comes down to a lack of trust. So many of us don't trust that God our Father truly loves us. You know, as I mentioned recently in one of our live stream masses, for years I was blessed to know a very holy woman, Anna Maria Schmidt. She experienced firsthand the horrors of atheistic communism when she was imprisoned in a gulag in Siberia. And she spoke about a particular incident, rather a woman, that she met in the camp. She said, when I was in a camp, and I felt abandoned and lost and miserable, and I couldn't understand why, all I had to do was look at the crucifix. we were not allowed to have one but we had made some out of little pieces of wood. And we knew that Jesus had died on the cross. We meditated on his passion. As we meditated on the passion, we recognized something. Something at first, it shocked me. I recognized that I was the one who killed Jesus of Nazareth because of my sins, because of my disobedience, my selfishness, my ego, my pride, my lack of charity. It became very clear when one of the prisoners came to me and said, give me your soup. The first time it happened, Anna Maria said, no, I have to have the soup or I won't have strength to work. She thought about it. and She thought, how could I be so selfish? So the next time it happened, that same woman came to her and asked again. And Anna Maria said, here. She gave it to her. This woman looked at her and said, well, what are you going to eat? She said, well, I will have Jesus to fill my heart. She said, well, I, then I don't want your soup. It didn't make any sense. Anna Maria put the soup on the floor and walked away. This woman picked it up, and Anna Maria saw her hunger because she was just as hungry. And she saw how she was tempted just to gobble it up so that her stomach wouldn't hurt so much. But she brought the soup back to Anna Maria and said, it's yours. I can't do it. It was suddenly tremendous change in this woman. And they began talking. And this woman said to Anna Maria, I'm hating you. Anna Maria said to her, well, praise the Lord. At least you're honest. She said to her, your check, what the heck are you doing here? And she said, well, the same that you're doing, praying to God. At least I hope that's what you're doing. And she said, well, there is no God. So Anna Maria had a long talk with her. She came back, she wanted to know more about God our Father. Anna Maria said, I came to understand that this dear soul never had a father. She never knew her father. So when speaking of God the Father, She associated the idea with her father. She said, my father never loved me or cared whether I lived or died. So Anna Maria told her, said, yes, but he was just your earthly father. He was not your real father. Your real father loves you and sent his only son, our brother, to atone for our sins and die for us. She looked at Anna Maria. And she walked away and said, I can't handle it. If God does love me like that, what do I have to do a few days down the road? She really didn't understand love and certainly not the love of our father. You know, God just wants our yes. He wants us to embrace his son, our Lord Jesus fully. And when we do that, that's when we learn how to love. When children are raised in a disordered environment, lacking love, they have a hard time believing there is a God, certainly a God that loves them. Is it any wonder they struggle to see God as their father? You know, despite all the horror, the confusion, and the anger in the world, we are called to love. So we should ask ourselves, what am I willing to give up to show the love of God, our Father. Our Lord Jesus said, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. The best way we can acknowledge our Lord Jesus is by loving those, especially those who are most difficult to love.
1: Are you a Marian helper?